1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard at the end of a busy week of transfer news A Japanese trio, a big move to Everton and an arrival from the States are all done What's next then? John Souter to Rangers, Martin Boyle to Celtic or something entirely different The top flight may be shut down but there's a huge weekend ahead in the Championship With a Kilmarnock debut for Derek McInnes I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight we've got Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans And all the best to Derek McInnes tomorrow at Queen of the South Scottish football needs good men like him back in the game Hamilton Ackies went to Queen of the South last weekend and won 3-0 No pressure then, Dell, on you go Welcome back And we also need Dick Campbell at Arbroath Still top of the championship The manager, 68 years old And the Air United tomorrow Looking forward to a very good weekend At the end of what's been a very interesting week It's been a nice Good start to the transfer window, Kenny Enough to get us going Busy, that's for sure I think the teams that we thought would be really active Obviously Celtic being, being one of them Have been really got their business done early And I'm sure there'll still be more to follow uh, A lot of rumours now circulating Surrounding Rangers as well Potential signings Again, John Suter, I'm sure There's been a lot of talk about that this week Over the last few days So yeah, it's really interesting Starting to heat up 0141-951-1025 Pick up the phone Speak to Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller and let them know what you're thinking In fact, breaking transfer news just as we come on air Is that Celtic's Liam Shaw has gone to Motherwell That was bubbling away for a day or two But it's been confirmed now So Celtic fans, what do you make of that? Happy enough to let him go? Or one that you would have rather uh, kept in the building? And Motherwell fans, how does that bolster your team midfield? How do you see him fitting in 0141 951 So really, it's a, a bit of a blank canvas for you There's obviously no confirmed... Transfer news today from, from Celtic or Rangers The rumour mill is going Maybe you want to look back on the business so far We had a good old discussion about John Souter And Martin Boyle last night It is a big weekend in the Championship And we don't get the privilege Of looking ahead to the Championship As often as we would like So fans of Championship clubs Now is your chance Maybe you sit back night after night Fed up of hearing about the top flight Well now is the chance to have your say 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB I could not believe it Kenny Miller A man who moved More times Than I care to mention Only moved once In the January transfer window Is that well, right? Is that what we think? When I quickly ran through it, it was I think it's only been once Yep 2011 I think So that was, was leaving Rangers, leaving Rangers for Rangers to go to Bursa Spa Yeah right. So well, What was that like? What Everyone always talks about The January being a, a strange window And a hard time to buy And a hard time to move And, and all the rest of it Did it Did it feel any different? Uh yeah, it's mid-season. I mean, I was in the midst of a real hot streak uh, that six months uh, at Rangers, so it was a lot of questioning. There was a lot of options available at the time. A few things fell through last minute as well. So I think I'd in my mind I was thirty-one at the time. I think, and you're you're looking at thinking you, you've had a, such a good year. I, I was pretty clear I wasn't going to be at Rangers beyond that season at that moment as well. So it's, you've got decisions. Do you stay on and and Potentially get 30 to 40 mm-hmm. goals Which then you've got options at the end of that Or do you look at what's on the table at that moment at the time So 
for me it was let's have a look at what's on the table because there's a lot of chat there's a lot of things going on in the background and you've got a set of options to look at so I just felt it would have been better at that moment but yeah so much goes through your mind at that at that point Hugh, an, another January window we've not had any bids for you yet but no, I just wonder no. if the if the hefty um, buyout clause is, is putting people off well you've got no sell on value so that that's a problem <laughs> Um, Huge in today's market that you It's a big consideration I, I just wonder if the Celtic fans are interested In that aspect of their club's business You know, you and Henderson uh, Who I think is a fine young player Gone to Hibs uh, Until the end of the season on loan But will sign a three year contract after that uh, Liam Shaw Who's played twice for the first team this season Off to Motherwell That's a, uh, is a loan, that one I think yeah. for what it's worth But um, you know, if you're a young man going into Celtic, uh, and there's you know talk of uh, Johnny Kenny coming in from Sligo Rovers, striker, hundred and twenty five thousand um, pounds. You, you'd like to think that other than players coming in from Asia and wherever else Ange Postecoglou has in mind to bring in players, the young element would like to think that they still have a chance of progression to the first team. I guess they would look at. The captain, no, and see that there is one there. If, if you're good enough and you can yes. get in and, and take your chance, and, and James Forrest and the, the Tierney and etc. that have gone before, Mikey Johnson, Anthony Ralston still bubbling around. Well, Anthony Ralston is, I'm not sure about Mikey Johnson, um, but it, it's just a, a one that intrigues me. Uh, I always liked Liam Henderson when he was at Celtic, uh, but he ended up going to Hibs, and uh, you know, after he won a, a league medal with Celtic, won a Scottish Cup medal with. Hibs and then entered Serie A so the Henderson family do well You could uh, here's one from Leftfield you could tell us what your team's New Year's resolution is going to be because I've got a theory right that no one really starts one in the first do they you always you give yourself a couple of days grace and then maybe you go alright I'll, I'll wait till we're all going back to work or whatever so this will be the time when they're getting put in place what would your team's New Year's resolution be if you're struggling for inspiration if you think it's a bit quiet on your team's footballing front you could always get your creative cap on and tell us what your team's New Year's resolu- resolution <laughs> easy for me to say. I think I've got Hugh Keevan's teeth in. Uh, 01419511025. So pick up the phone and let us know. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, I mean, we are obviously in danger of going overall ground slightly, Kenny, but it's the first time we've had you in since what would be the. The main standout piece of transfer news from this week would, would be Nathan Patterson's move to, to Everton. What have you made of that? Brilliant move. Good bit of business for the football club for someone who's got a totally, I think, 26 appearances to get that level of money for him is, a, is an incredible deal. What it does is, well, I know there's a lot of chat about getting him into the Rangers team and potentially maybe looking at moving on a, a tavernier, but for me, a, Tav's still got so much to offer as a footballer at Glasgow Rangers and I think if that did happen and, and Nathan eventually eclipsed Tav and, and we maybe looked to move Tav on I think within six months to a year you would have lost Patterson anyway because he, he's always England will come calling and he would have moved and there was a potential you could have lost both players so I think it's brilliant business it doesn't disrupt any plans or title pushes in regards to their team and losing a big starting player it's, uh, it's brilliant for Nathan as well you know he's going to get his move uh, all the potential in the world he'll get an opportunity to go there and showcase that at the best league in the world yeah I wonder if we'll see a debut in the FA Cup at Hull tomorrow we will find out tomorrow afternoon 01419511025 let's bring in Stevie in Bishop Briggs and see what is on his mind tonight Stevie hello there lads very good evening to you how's it um, going you alright Right, aye. Good. Uh, sure. I did speak to you a way back at the beginning of the season. 
Um, I've obviously listened to what's going on with Celtic Rangers, and I said at the beginning, I thought it was going to be a very tight, tight season this season, really and truly. It was borderline who was going to win it. I'm now, I'm going, now going to stick my neck on the line, and this has been honest. Um, Kenny, Hugh, I'm going to predict Celtic are going to win this league this season. But I'm not going to win it by much. I say they'll win it by three, four points. And what I'll follow up with, boys, is if Celtic do win this league this season, I will donate £50 to cash for kids for you. Very nice of you. There we go. It's all for a good cause. And give us your give us your thinking, because I think Hugh, in his pre-season predictions, certainly tipped Rangers to win the league. I think Kenny will probably do the same. Um, so it's always good to hear confidence from elsewhere, Stevie. What makes you so confident? Oh, right, Stevie's line's gone a bit wonky Just when we were going to get Just to when the, we were yeah. going to get the nonsense That was going to be coming out of Stevie's mouth there um, Well, you know, I, I, I am on record Not only as tipping Rangers to win the league But saying that I do not believe that Rangers will lose a game Between now and the end of the season And my thinking behind that is that I think Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's Rangers Are better than Steven Gerrard's Rangers In the first part of the season and in the first part of the season, the first half of the, the league season, Rangers lost one game. Therefore, I don't think I'm going out on a limb to suggest that they, they might go from now until the end of the season without losing a game. I think six points is already a dangerous deficit for Celtic to deal with. And I think if the game goes ahead on the 2nd of February at Celtic Park between Celtic and Rangers and Celtic don't win that game, then I'm very much afraid that... Uh, Stevie will be donating the money And if they do Then Stevie will If they do win it Stevie will feel more confident that, These discussions are difficult Because someone's just going to say I think Celtic will win it I think Rangers will win it You ground in circles Can we Find some sort of common ground Kenny In that even if Like you You don't think Celtic will go on and win it Can we Understand where Stevie's confidence to, to a point is coming from In the sense that it was a huge rebuild You're just going to say no aren't you No because I know I've got his points I've <laughs> never got to hear why oh, no, He's back He's back, he's he's back. back. Yes. Let's get him. Let's Right Stevie tell us why Why are you so confident Why am I so confident I'll tell you because Angie is doing What I think Good transfer deals He's going He's going to Asia etc And You've already seen The players that he's bringing in So I think he builds A squad round about These players I think Celtic could possibly win the league. But as I said, boys, I'm not saying they're going to win it by nine, ten points. This is going to be the closest season you'll have seen for a long time. I'm going to say it will be down to maybe three, four points. Yeah, we've not had a close one um, in a while. I think the, the difference between fact and supposition. We know that Rangers are six points ahead of Celtic. That is a fact. Mm. What Stevie is giving us at the moment is supposition. He is supposing that the three new signings from Asia and no matter who else Ange Postacoglu may bring in between now and the end of January will go ahead but but it, oh, it's so supposition to be fair everything is what Stevie wants no. to predict who's going to win you're telling us who predict you've also said that if Celtic lose you know to, to Rangers on the 2nd of February there's an element of everyone well, trying to predict well, the future here So let's not fact, be too Fact is they're six points behind And that is already a dangerous deficit mm. yeah, but I think the obvious counter would be that you, you can't, It's not impossible to win the league from there Obviously it's not uh, even close Absolutely not I've, I've watched Celtic do it before However I, I happen to think That Rangers are 
overall more settled uh, and have greater strength and depth. I was just googling the meaning of supposition to be honest with you. <laughs> you were going on there, so now I can see it. And absolutely right. Yeah, you know, six points a big gap. Like Hugh says, Rangers have lost one game. The by the way, never lost a game last year uh-huh. in the league. So the chances are they're not going to lose too many between now and the end of the season. And that also goes along with Celtic coming to win every game. So that's not going to happen. There's no way that's going to happen. We're also assuming that these signings are going to have the same impact as what a Kyoga is, which, by the way, will not happen either. There's, he's hit the ground running so much, there's no way that these guys are going to impact the team the way he has. Yeah, but that's a, opinion, bar, it it is, that's a high a bar, isn't it? That's a high bar. I mean, bar. even if they went 75% of uh, what he's done, it would be decent, would it not? It would be okay, aye. But will it be enough to win the league? Probably not. Mm. Probably not. What do you make of that, Stevie, in terms of... Because, you know, Celtic were always the chasing pack. Even the most optimistic Celtic fans in the summer probably accepted there was... Well, there was a, a, a gap to make up and there was all the the upheaval. You know, it was it, it was going to be difficult. Is there any part of, you know, Rangers being more settled and, and already being in front that, that dents your confidence at all? No, no, there isn't. Rangers are doing well. Can't take, can't take it away from them. They are doing well. They're doing better now than they were doing under Stevie Gerrard, who I thought was a good manager for Rangers. But... I understand what you are saying, guys, right? But, Hugh, I'm not disagreeing with you. Maybe I'm hard disagreeing, but I'm hard disagreeing with you. <laughs> right? So, right, how you can come out, Hugh, right, and say something like Rangers will only lose a game is unbelievable, okay? He's are saying Celtic will not lose games, but Rangers will not lose a game. I don't think that's true. I well, think see, I think when I say that, when I say that, people think, oh! He said that Rangers are going to win every game I'm not saying that I'm saying I don't think Rangers will lose a game Between now and the end of the season I don't think that's unbelievable Stevie To use your word You said that was unbelievable To say that They only lost one game in the first mm. half of the season And they've only lost one mm. league game in, in over 50 Can I be honest with you right Because I feel like I've been on that journey When you said that I sort of thought there he goes There's another Keevan's prediction He's He's gone in two footed yeah. And then even I Allowed myself to take a breath And Whether you think it will happen or not is, is maybe not the point It's a team that's lost one league game In what is it 50 Something Somebody can uh, Somebody can tell yeah. me So It's not At this point A completely Outrageous prediction I've, no. I've heard you make worse And yeah. by the way They might lose the first game back And everyone will phone up I, I and, uh, and remind you I have not going out games I am not going out on a limb here We are talking about a team who did not lose a a league game last season In the entirety of last season did not lose a league game And who, over the course of this season Have not lost any more than one game And under Van Bronckhurst Are improved on the Gerrard version of Rangers From the first half of this season So they've lost one in 58 And you're now predicting them to lose none in 18 Essentially Yeah Okay And again I repeat I did not say they will win Every one of those games Steve acknowledges that Um, Alright Let's bring in Ross Who's a Celtic fan What have you made of the the window so far Ross And how the second half of the season looks It's been a good start to the window I think Um, With the three Japanese things The only issue I've got with them is If Say we're in the old firm game And all three of them Going in an national duty Mm-hmm. I think Anne Fortricolo is going to build his team around them. So if all four then, uh, then go, 
that's your spine of your team away. This this will be a recurring problem, uh, you know, and it could be for Rangers as well. Who uh, three Nigerian players? Celtic now have four Japanese players. This will become a recurring problem because they have cup competitions that we mm. uh, know nothing of, uh, and uh, periodically this will happen to Celtic. And to Rangers If uh, the Nigerian trio Are called away I'm very much afraid That you just have to Go on yeah. with it And uh, Ange Postacoglu Knows that to be the case If you sign International players And they have different International calendars From the one that you are used to Well That's just the way it is I sometimes wonder Kenny If we're a bit narrow minded When it comes to this stuff Because we're just not used to it And there will always be you know, one, one or two high profile examples By the way Of course it's not ideal If you're going to lose Like three or four of, of your Good players But when you listen to Ange Postacoglu Who comes from the other side of the world And, and has dealt with the sort of different football calendar He seems to suggest that you know Shrug of the shoulders And, and just get on with it I wonder if it's because we're not that used to it We think it's Put it this way Is it enough to put you off signing a player? I mean, he certainly doesn't think so No, it's different I would flip it a little bit and say Well, our calendar Is just normal for us you know and there's been complaints yep. about the, the number of games over December and things but you know they know what they're getting into when, when they're signing the players that have got those types of uh, international Look calendars Salah and Manny you and know, they were talking get, at the, the top level down there big big teams are going to be losing big players it's as simple as that and they're going to have to manage it they'll have to get through it uh, and they'll have to find a way to win games because otherwise league titles could be gone mm. If, if you don't deal with it And you don't put, put the right results out uh, In the next kind of five, six weeks Then then the league title could be gone So you need to find a way To deal with it Listen, Celtic up until now have been I've not had those players You know, and they've still Maintained a challenge So they're going to have to Just do without them early For that, on, that period of time Kenny, Celtic beat Real Betis Early in the season With an unrecognisable Celtic side uh, So all credit to them For that night Against the Spaniards and if February 2nd means that Celtic are short of their Japanese players, then Ange Postacoglu will get on with it. It's a fair point, Ross. Thank you. We're a bit short on time. That was Ross Indram Chapel, 01419511025. Good time to call. You could be up next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 On the phones or it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter A bit of a blank canvas for you tonight Whether it's your predictions for the second half of the season Your thoughts on the transfer window so far Your wish list for the remainder of the transfer window Or even your team's New Year's resolution Don't think we've had any of them in yet You can get them over to us 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB I did say the Breaking transfer news tonight If you like Was that Celtic's Liam Shaw Has just confirmed A move to Motherwell On loan till the end of the season About 20 minutes or so Ago So any thoughts on that Championship fans out there Come on I said it at the top of the show You must sit there Frustrated every night Because your league Doesn't get much of a look in When the top flight's up and running Well it's all about you This weekend Centre stage For the championship Why not pick up the phone And let us know What is on your mind 0141951 1025 We've got William Who's a Rangers fan On the line What have you got For us tonight William Hello uh, Hello Hello guys uh, Happy New Year Steve Hi, How's William. it going You alright Yeah I was I was listening to Stevie's point The Celtic fan there right, I'm, I'm going to crunch Some numbers I want to get Kenny's Huge view on this Right And Kenny can make A good point Right 
we're sitting at 51, Celtic's sitting at 45. If you crunch your numbers right, Celtic, if they win every game, they get to 99, right? Which, as Kenny says, is a stretch. It's, it's just, they've got three old firm games, plus they've got all the brutal fixtures. And they've got Motherwell away, Hibs away, Hearts away, Livingston away, Aberdeen away, right? And I'm thinking, right, as Hugh says, I think we're going to, I think we can afford to maybe lose a couple, draw a couple, and I think we can get to 90 odd points. That means Celtic's only got maybe one or two mistakes in them in the 18 games. It could happen, Celtic could win every game, but it's a stretch. I just don't, I just think it's, it's a tall order, you know? I admire, I admire everyone's confidence at these sort of forecasts, but I mean, all, all going to plan. Well, in fact, the, the game will go ahead regardless. I'm getting distracted by the thoughts of crowds. In in three weeks' time, the gap might be it might be next to nothing, or, or yeah. it might be stretched. So I I get why people want, but talking about ninety nine points and, and, and ninety points or whatever it is, that's that's tough. That's tough to forecast because, like I said, yeah. they're going to meet each other soon. So you're looking at. A potential swing in Celtic's favour Or by that time Rangers could be off in the distance Yeah William talks about Brutal fixtures Well You know There'll be equally Brutal fixtures for Rangers uh, You know They do have to go to Celtic Park On uh, the 2nd of February With no Rangers supporters there To help them uh, And they do have to go to Aberdeen uh, So There's a brutal element To their fixtures The same as Celtic's fixtures I go back to my Basic point I think they're much improved Under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst And they do have Strength and depth Which Celtic are working on That's why Ange Postacoglu Has a, a very busy January ahead of him And he started By getting in The three Japanese players The fixtures are no more brutal For Celtic Than they are for Rangers it, It's Simply my belief That Rangers In terms of the squad In terms of Momentum are better off than Celtic at the moment That next game though the, the next meeting Kenny And that's notwithstanding What could happen even before that But that that could be massive Couldn't it Because <clears throat> if, if six points sounds like a lot Three doesn't And You've got a Celtic team at the moment Who Haven't beaten Rangers in a long time We're not only talking about this season It's, it's been quite a while To go and, and get over that hurdle Because remember Rangers had to do that A couple of seasons ago It was like the first step Can you Can you win one of those head to heads Psychologically The difference it would make To the league table This next one looks massive Doesn't it? It is massive And Rangers will approach it As Celtic will Wanting to win the game of football What it does though If the game turns out To be a stalemate And a draw Rangers probably come away With it far happier There's no getting away, away from, from home that. as well they would, Yeah there's they? no yeah. getting this And I've seen these games It doesn't matter If you're home or away You need to go and win mm-hmm. It's as simple as that you're, you're, It's an old firm game Home or away you, you go to win the game But if it was a draw Rangers come out happy Their six point lead's intact And I don't think there would be too many Who would be unhappy with the result No matter what the performance is I think Celtic need to win it I think they need to mm. win it if, if they want to go and win Because I do believe Unlike you I can't see Rangers losing too many I'm not saying they won't drop points I just think Celtic at this moment They've got that 0-0 draw against Livingston They've got that draw I can't St. Mirren. St Mirren They've got the St Mirren Where St Mirren are in turmoil mm. And they've got a lot of players missing And is the game going to go ahead in St Mirren And then go and grind out a point You know So I, I just think that results in them At the moment That there's I don't know what the I think it's maybe four or five games That Celtic maybe have won in a row Over the course of the season I don't think it's enough mm. In terms of winning runs of games to, I, guess, to win leagues. I guess the hope would be Hugh And it has to be that I, I can't pretend to, to know either The hope would be that the Japanese trio plus whatever else comes in 
Give Celtic the strength of squad Ange Postacoglu wants To feel that he can avoid Any more or many more Of the, the nil-nils at St Mirren mm-hmm. that, that would be the, the aim I'm sure um, You know Celtic Lost to Livingston Drew at home to Livingston Looked the gift horse in the mouth When they got the last minute penalty At home against Livingston Had an awful night against St Mirren And they've dropped seven points out of nine And it's been so costly for them They could be on top of the league by one point at the moment Um, So a lot of onus is now on the shoulders of the Japanese players Because they've come into such a fanfare of trumpets And people believe that they'll all be as good as Kyogo Furuhashi uh, I'm not sure to be fair I think most people That phoned this show Have said something Along the lines of If they're if they're even nearly as good Or if they're, if they're half as good Then they'll be Maybe better than what's already Because the, the, Celt- the Celtic Not simply need I'm not saying any numbers I'm not saying numbers For the sake of it But that They have had injury problems Yeah Covid's never going away They, they just need reinforcements Don't yeah. they You get away with them Not being as good as Kyogo surely I keep going back to the point About uh, Furuhashi There's a, a mindset That if Furuhashi plays Celtic will be okay and if Furuhashi doesn't play Then Celtic won't be okay uh, So you have to have Maeda If it's to be him uh, There to give you Extra insurance And assurance uh, That Furuhashi going out Need not necessarily be a real blow um, Let's thank William for his call And move on to Michael Who's a Rangers fan in Alexandria What's on your mind tonight Michael? Hello, good, good evening, good evening panel and happy new year again in America. Thank you, thank you. Good time. My points to Hugh Keevans just to kind of back you a wee bit. Uh, I listened to the caller, the, the, the one of the callers there saying, uh, how can you see Hugh that Rangers could go on and win a league? Hugh, Hugh, you never said that Rangers would go on and win a league. I'm a Rangers supporter, but you never said, what you said was you couldn't see... You couldn't see Rangers losing between now and the end of the season. Correct. You know, so obviously, obviously the caller, the callers, no listen to to your point, right? You know what I mean? Well, so, Hugh does think Rangers will go on and win the league. Yeah. I'm not sure that that matters I, too I much. I think people are getting hung up on this. Rangers will not lose a game. That is not to say Rangers will win no, every you, game. I, I do think people get that as well. You're saying they're going to go unbeaten, or you think they will? Yeah, you think they'll go unbeaten? Yeah, um, I, I do think that if you had said right. Uh, in July, if you had said, right, uh, when we get to January... Having played 20 games, Rangers will have we'll lost have a six-point lead. Uh, how would you feel about that? You couldn't possibly think, well, well, we'll settle for that, you know, we'll come back. You know, Really? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know if you've... And I get everything from, from the callers. If you go back to... The mess that the manager inherited And yeah. how, how late it was And all the good players that left I think some Celtic fans Would have settled for six points in a trophy oh, I, I, You can take the trophy out of the equation Because I'm talking about league, the league uh, Because that's the most important thing To the Celtic fans but, but, and the Rangers fans I know, I, I get it Look, this is Glasgow And second is nowhere And you hear all these things And beat your chest over it But what was it, 25? How many points was it last season? Yeah, in, in the end up. Yeah. Um, six points at the halfway. I, I think some Celtic fans would have taken that. I'm not taking anything away from Ange Postecoglou. He inherited a train wreck, and he has done uh, an excellent job of getting a whole support on side. They love him, uh, and that in itself is a major feat. Um, but along the way, he's been hampered by the fact that 
He had to negotiate the first half of the season With a squad that was clearly under strength When compared to Rangers squad And he's playing catch up in every mm. way He's playing catch up in terms of squad numbers and strength And he's playing catch up in terms of points I, I, I repeat Right now who would you rather be? Oh, of course, well, come on, of course that's the case so I think that's two very different things The point that, or the, the counterpoint I'm trying to make, Kenny, is Everybody predicted Rangers to win the league at the start of the season Everybody, everybody in this show, everybody on any show I watched Everybody thought that it was going to be not only Rangers would win it But they'd win it comfortably Because they won it comfortably last season They haven't lost anyone Celtic are a mess So, t- I'm not saying six points is desirable, but it's it must be close to palatable for some Celtic fans out there. I think it will be based on everything that we've said, the state of the squad. Because context is important, you yeah, can't just ignore it. Of course it is, but it's a dangerous game when you start to accept these, because I went through it, sure. I've been through it. See, when you start to accept things, and that's why it's really important that the man's never drop. And, mm-hmm. they'll, and, and I, know they'll, I know they'll never drop, like you say, it's Glasgow, we need to win, mm-hmm. we need to do this. Sometimes that creeps in A wee bit in acceptance Oh well that's alright Six think points is alright so I think standards Did, did they drop at Rangers When you were getting into that mindset 100% they yeah. dropped And I even heard it with fans Ah but we just want We just want to get second We just want No no mm-hmm. That's not what In Glasgow it can't be that And you know it's a dangerous game Because when you accept A drop in the standards That becomes a normal You know so Six points Is an absolute Insurmountable for Celtic yeah. No it's not Absolutely not They can win the league There's no getting away for that I just think what you've said is you look at the facts, you look at the evidence, you look at the squads, you look at the runs of games without mm-hmm. a certain loss or one game in yep. 58 or almost 60 games. We're just, I just think that Rangers, and I said this at the start with four, I think they'll be too strong. And that, that, that I remain, I don't care who they've signed this, yep. this, this transfer, and I still remain that Rangers will be too strong. To spin that slightly another way, because I, you've lived it and I've not, and, and you felt standards dropped, so I get that. But but after that then Once Steven Gerrard came in and, and once Rangers were on the way Back do, do you not have to accept And do you not have to take it Step by step at a time Like I said for instance Rangers had to say Right let's Let's finish second And that had to be the first step Then it had to be cut the gap And then it had to be Beat Celtic just once Just beat them once Now I get that you can say That that's a drop in standards But ultimately If you've got a long road to go You need to take one step at a time yeah, of course it is. Listen, it is. it's a process and you need to hit the milestones and you need to get closer. Again, close the gap I don't like because that you're judging yourself based on yeah, the league something else. Yep. Yeah, so of course, so for instance, it's 25 points last year, but Rangers were unbeaten. That, well, that's not happened this year. So probably, it's probably not going to be as many points sure. this year. And you would expect Celtic, if you do the, if you judge yourself based on you and the progress you make, mm. well, Celtic will look to progress on probably the points that they had last year, because it was a really disappointing year. 77 points, yeah. it was poor. I mean, the strength of so, the league can change, can't it? I absolutely. do always think that has. can be flimsy and as it well. has. Yep. So it's, it's not about what somebody else has achieved, it's about judging yourself and the progress that you want to be making each year. So, as I said, I think Celtic, there is, they're going through mm. that same transition process and they do need to hit certain marks. I still think, though, that you, you don't ever want to accept it, but like you said... Even my mindset sometimes when I was in it is that's just stay on the coattails, you know, stay on the coattails. Yeah. And I think at six points, you're on, you're the, on coattails. the coattails. Yeah, um, Michael, what about the the transfer business? I mean, we've heard a lot in the last couple of days, and it seems to be picking up a bit more speed today again about John Souter. Is that is that one you think would be a good idea for Rangers? Is that one you would like to see happen? Well, see to be see to be truthful, this is to the whole panel, to Kenny Miller, Hugh Kevins, and yourself, right? Mm. To be honest. We brought in the, the, the boy Sands 
through the MLS league, and obviously he's a young boy, which is good. And I think he'll do a job for it for us for Ibrox. Also, John Shooter has always been a one that I've kind of liked, especially when he was even though when he was with a heart, he still is with a heart. I like him because he's strong, he's physical, he's and he's, he, he does a good job. You know, nothing he, he does what he's there meant to do is like centre half or whatever it is. Also, as well, the new I just seen the day about about dinner time, new time on the sports news that uh, the boy for PSG. I seen I, I seen Rangers uh, Giovanni's trying to maybe coax him to Ibrox as well. He's only twenty one, but Barcelona sniffing about. But I think there'll still be at least another two or three coming in, maybe two a push. But the thing is, and my my main con- my main concern is this: I still believe at this late stage in the transfer window. That Connor Goldstone mm. will still be a Rangers player come come after the transfer window. Is really. that is that why the, the John Souter one seems to be? It's certainly an interesting debate, Kenny, because you assess is he a good player? Most people think yes. You then look at the contract situation; it's coming to an end. You've then got Connor Goldstone's future. It, whether it happens or not at this stage, that's why there's so much speculation because it seems like a lot of the the parts are there. Yeah, it does. It fits. I think it, it fits for. Probably all parties at this moment John's had a, a fantastic year He's had a few horrific injuries Over the last few years But he's, he's came back strong His performance levels got very good He's an international player And performed very very well At that level as well He's got six months to go And this I said it Was it last week or two weeks ago It's good value You know there's really really good value I think the, the risk factor In that signing Is very very low Based on we know what he can do mm. He's played in our country He's played against us He had a fantastic game Against Rangers Two three weeks ago He's an international player, so we see him at that level. The, the risk in the signing is very low. It's not going to be, again, Hearts can demand all they want, but he's got six months, you're losing him for nothing, and they might be happy to lose him for nothing mm-hmm. in, the, in the summer rather than take a, a smaller fee at the moment. But if they think John's going to, him leaving is really going to impact their team, which he will, they may want to just prefer to lose yeah, him in the summer. But the, the old cynic in me has looked at the Conor Golson situation for weeks and weeks and weeks. I no longer believe that he wants to stay at Rangers. I think he would like to get out in this window. And I think Suter, who has had horrendous injuries and has shown tremendous moral courage to come back from it all, I think Suter uh, would fit at Rangers. I, I just don't believe... Conor Goldson could have sorted out his future at Rangers a long time ago if he had wanted to. It might be old cynicism or you might be correct. We will find out. Thank you, Michael. This is a great time to call because we're going to... Take a breather And you could be up next 01419511025 Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller Are here It's 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well I've also had a message from Roger Hanna Which makes a very oh. a very good point um, We'd really need to worry For the safety of this show Going forward Because Liam Shaw and Liam Grimshaw in the same Motherwell midfield, he says, will frazzle Daza's <laughs> head. So Gordon Diel is going to have to be right on it, which he never is, to try and not make that mistake. Liam wait, Shaw, Liam Grimshaw. Wait till I call him Luke Shaw. Oh, he, yeah, he did that running. last night as well, didn't he? Yeah, that, that could be problematic. Um, always felt that, because we said it at the time, Kenny, this is not being Captain Hindsight about it. Liam, The Liam Shaw one in particular had a bit of sympathy for him because... We're not. I mean, who's signed him? You know, Neil Lennon had left Celtic, and John Kennedy was in charge, and there was no, 
director of football or, or head of recruitment and the chief executive changed and, and he came in, he had a pre-contract, he was there in the summer, he's played I think a game and a bit under Ange Postacoglu, does it just feel like the right idea to just get him game time and in, in the league of course, in the same division and take it from there? Yeah I think so, it's a, it's a real difficult set of circumstances he's probably had to encounter coming to a new club at that time, so the good thing is now he's, he's got a move out, he's got a chance to go and play football with a team that are doing really really well at the moment so uh, yeah he gets a chance to showcase his abilities as a player that he's not had a, a lot in the first half of the season and he can maybe find something else off the back of that or if he goes and does really really well with Motherwell they might want to keep him on you know so it's the best thing for I think all parties that he goes and, and gets some regular football uh, Let's bring in Dominic who's a Celtic fan from Rotherglen and see what's on his mind Dominic Hi Gordon, Hugh and Kenny happy 80s Thank you How's it going? You well? I'm well uh, just to, I've got a couple of quick points to make to Hugh Keemans if that's okay Go for it First one being Hugh uh, just regarding your comment are Rangers going unbeaten um, your opinions fine as is everyone's um, I just think should, should you not have waited to the end of this transfer window taking a bit of stock and looked at the depth of the squads at the end of the window before making a comment like that uh, Well first of all let me address that point I am uh, making my Assertion, prediction, call it what you will Based on what I have seen over 20 games And that has nothing to do with who Rangers bring in And it has nothing to do with who Celtic bring in I am saying that I don't think that Rangers will lose a game I think they're much improved under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst And they may very well add to the squad And it doesn't concern me who comes in I made well, surely that would change the strength of your prediction I mean, And I know I'm being I'm stretching the hypothetical here But if, if Joe Rebo and Ryan Kent go for money You know, for deals that you couldn't possibly resist The strength of your prediction would change, would it not? The right. transfer of Nathan Patterson to Everton For me, means that no one will go Yeah, no, listen, in this I, I, I get that But I think Dominic's more general point is that you're you're saying that that nothing that happens in January could could change your opinion. I just wonder how that's possible. Well, because I believe that what I saw up until the uh, end of the old year uh, convinced me that they will not lose mm. a game Dominic, between now and the end of the season. What do you think? Well, that's listen. Opinions are opinions, and everybody's entitled to their own. I just think. I mean. A sensible man would have took stock at the end of the transfer window and then you could take a step back, look at the depths of each squad and made a call then instead of right now when the transfer window's not finished. By the end of the transfer window, games will have been played. I'm not interested in the transfer window. And to suggest that because I think a certain thing does not make me a sensible man anymore is uh, you know a weak argument. I went on what I had seen to the end of the old year and before the transfer window opened. I am not interested in the transfer window. I believe that what Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has at Ibrox at the moment is good enough to go between now and the end of the season without losing a game. Predictions are hopeless anyway. I don't know why everyone's getting so worked <laughs> up about it. <laughs> Dominic, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. I'm sure you know. Um, say that again. One more quick point to you as well. As many as you like, take it away. Celtic were playing Hibs in the League Cup final. Um, we went 1 0 down. Hugh hadn't even finished talking, saying that this will be the only goal of the Cup final and Celtic had equalised. No, 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 I didn't say. I did not say this will be. I said this could be 
<laughs> oh, now we're getting pedantic. No, 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 no. That's not being pedantic. Well, obviously it could have been, but let's be honest. You said it because you thought it was going to be the only goal of the final. I, Otherwise, you would never have yeah, said it. But that's a game is in progress. You say <laughs> things and then it blows up in your face. Kenny, that, you'll have missed it. It was one is, of the all time classics. Yeah, like, like, but listen, Kyogo is going through on goal, but we can't quite see it. And Hughes saying. It could that, that well, could be, that and, could be oh, the listen, goal and, of the and choose the fence up until that moment. It, it looked like one goal could have <laughs> oh, won the game. It. it looked like one goal could have <laughs> so, won because so the first uh, half was dire. Having having shot Dominic down, Dominic then comes back with uh, having uh, first of all uh, insinuated I was not a sensible man. He then thinks, right, I'll get him before I go on that moment. <laughs> listen, there'll be plenty of moments like that, Dominic. I've been. Making mistakes like that For a long long time And I'll continue To make mistakes like that For a long long time But You keep on saying Opinions are all very well And that's We're all entitled to them I've given you my opinion I stand by it I don't think Rangers will Lose a game Between now and the end of the season And Dominic I look forward To your call If Rangers do win a game I shall stand here And wipe the egg off my face All day long But you'll need to wait Until it happens first Dominic I can't be sure But I think you've rattled him uh, I think he's got under his skin It I, sounds uh, like and it I'm, And I hope he'll be there To take my call When I let him hear all about it <laughs> Well uh, How do you, do you Have you got a notion That I might be Oh Hugh Honestly It's Friday night I think night, it was a chilling. sensible Sensible man comment really uh, yeah, it's, that's him, it? it's, it's not about the opinion It's Doric, a sensible I man come in I'm now scared I'm now scared to read out Paul's tweet Who says I, I don't think we can make decisions On who wins the league Until we see what the final squads are At the end of January Who stays Who leaves Then we can assess But there's no mention Of sensible man yeah, In there okay. So he's, he's getting away with it played Before this transfer window closes Celtic start back on the 17th of January And the following day The rest will pile in There'll be games mm. played Between now and the end of the transfer window So you can't say Ah, wait till the end of the transfer window And then we'll assess There will be games played Before the end of the transfer window I'm not one made you make that prediction though You're saying that as if you had to which prediction? Oh, whatever one I've, I've lost track About <laughs> I, I, Rangers I, going unbeaten I, I said that before You did the you said a couple of weeks ago open. Yes you did You did indeed uh, What about the Japanese trio Dominic The likes of Ewan Henderson Liam Shaw th- There's clearly an attempt here for, for Ange Postacoglu To get his players in And also Manage the size of the squad Isn't there? Correct um, the, These boys will need time to adapt And if they can adapt As well as Kyogo did Then Everything's looking up But Listen you never know It's Time will tell uh, I mean Everyone's different They might not all adapt As well as Kyogo did So it's only going to take time And there's going to be a lot of Tweaking the team here and From from now to the end of the season until, until we find it But Boys like Shaw and Henderson I know Henderson's went away I've seen a lot of potential in the boy But Boys like Shaw They, they, they can't sit and warm the bench forever So I think that's a good move To get him away out And get some football Yeah I guess that makes Makes sense Hugh Keevans We saw him Like I said Betis yeah. um, I think 10 minutes Was it against St Mirren And yeah, Ewan Henderson well, Sorry I'll, I'll tap into Kenny's Expertise on this There are loads Of good players At, at, at times At Rangers and Celtic Kenny But but being good And being good enough To go and impact That starting 11 All the time Is, is perhaps Two different things Is Players like Ewan Henderson Do they just reach that That ceiling at times I think it's it comes a point where if you look if you look at the old firm over the last last twenty years, there is not many 
Like when you're talking, when you, Celtic had that golden re-edge there when Tierney's there, McGregor's there and James Forrest is there playing at the top of his game. And in my opinion, those three academy products were arguably their best players. Rangers have not had so much joy. Nathan Patterson's obviously came through uh, in the last few years and he's moved on already for a wonderful amount of money. And it's a really, really good deal for the football club. But yeah, there is a number of other players who, well, their careers will involve being a Celtic or a Rangers player. And they will have loan deal after loan deal as seasons go by. And it will come a point where I think for the player and the club for that matter, because the clubs look after them to that extent, uh, that they need to go on and try and test themselves with regular first team football where we are a potentially smaller club and go and show that they're going to be able to have a career at that level or go and build a career somewhere else. So I think for I think it's a good bit of business for uh, for Sean Maloney, to be honest with you. He's obviously he's identified him. He'll, he'll, he'll definitely have known all about him before he's even mm. entered into the Hibs job and it's, it's a signing for the future, one with huge potential. Thank you, Dominic. You and Hugh can do this again some other time. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. This has been the worst week in the history. You say this every week. No, 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 you're wrong. And I mean it this week because there was a week on the Friday night after the pundits had lost four 0 Oh, so this is the second time it's happened. When I right saved saved our dignity. Oh, that must that must have been desperate stages. Well, we're in that boat again. The pundits have lost four games in a row. We need Hugh Evans or Kenny Miller to save the day. But if you want to make it a whitewash for the listeners, now is the time. 0141 951 1025 and you need your call to be in before 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Call Robert Wheels, your diamond cut alloy wheel refurb specialist. This is Clyde One. Streaming on thousands of smart devices from Sonos to Amazon Echo. Play Clyde One. Available in the car, on the radio, on the app. Want a real deal on your next car? Right now at Arnold Clark, we're giving you an extra £750 on your part exchange. And when you buy any used car, we're giving you a two-year service plan absolutely free. That's a deal you don't want to miss. The real deal is on now at Arnold Clark. See arnoldclark.com. People's Postcode Lottery's biggest ever prize pot has landed with £220 million of prizes to be won this year. In our February draws, players in one postcode area will win a share of an incredible £7.9 million. Enter your postcode before midnight on the 20th of January to play. The next door we knock on could be yours. PPL Managed Lotteries on behalf of Good Causes, 18 plus, conditions apply, play responsibly, not available in Northern Ireland. I run a decorating business. My New Year's resolution? Improve the look of my bottom line. On the 1st of January, the rules changed on submitting customs declarations. Now, if you bring your materials in from the EU, you have to declare them when they come into the country. Fine. I told the team, let's crack on. I want happy customers, not hold-ups at customs. To keep your business moving... Visit gov.uk slash import goods into UK. I guarantee you want to hear this. Because if you're looking for a new carpet, J&W are guaranteed to be the cheapest in Scotland 
or they'll refund double the difference. And with over 17,000 rolls and over 30,000 roll ends, you're guaranteed to find one you love. CJWCarpets.com for T's and C's. At ScotRail, we're doing all we can to keep the railway safe in challenging circumstances. Enhanced cleaning procedures continue on our trains and in stations. Please play your part by wearing a face covering throughout your journey, unless you are exempt. We've introduced a revised timetable, so before you travel, double-check the latest journey information on the ScotRail app or at scotrail.co.uk. Always follow the latest government guidance. Let's play our part and travel together safely. January can make you feel like you're in low power mode. But with BT, instead of laying low, it's time to power up. Not only can you get our super fast fibre for just $24.99 a month with free setup, you get it all with our big three of superb speed, strength and security. So power up and supercharge your broadband by 20th of January. Super. Join BT today. 24-month contract. Broadband only. New customers. CPI plus 3.9% increase each March. 33.99 from month 25. Terms apply. At Argos, grab a great deal in our winter sale now on. What are you waiting for? Save on thousands of top products from furniture to jewellery and loads more. Life's here. Be ready. Argos. Sale ends 18th of January. Selected lines. Conditions apply. Subject availability. Clyde One. On your smart speaker. Mobile. And your radio. Across Glasgow and the West. This. This. Is Clyde One. Around six in ten hospital patients with COVID were admitted because of the virus. That's what new data from Public Health Scotland shows. It looked at recent cases in Glasgow and Grampian and found the other 40% were being treated for other conditions before testing positive. Here's Health Secretary Hamza Youssef. It doesn't actually matter in the sense that the infection prevention and control measures are the same whether you're there because or with COVID. And that means that there is an additional strain then put on the health service. And of course, there's an impact on the health service regardless of whether you're there because or with COVID. While public health professor Linda Bald says there's also growing evidence about the effectiveness of vaccines. In the second wave, around 12% of people who tested positive might have ended up in hospital. That then declined when we got vaccines rolled out to 4 to 5% when we got into the autumn. And now it's even lower than that. Next tonight, an optician who sexually assaulted two patients, one at a house in the Jordan Hill area of Glasgow, has been ordered to pay them compensation. Ian Jordan from County Durham was sentenced today and was also told he'll be supervised for two years and on the sex offenders register for five. Officers are asking for your help to find a missing 19-year-old who could be in Glasgow or Paisley. Christina Lawson was last seen in Dollar on the 27th of December. Sir Sidney Poitier, the first black man to win a Best Actor Oscar, has died at the age of 94. The legendary Hollywood star made history at the Academy Awards in 1964, appearing in dozens of films and TV shows afterwards. Now, Novak Djokovic has thanked people around the world for their support as he awaits the result of his appeal to being refused entry into Australia. The world tennis number one has had his visa revoked over complications surrounding his COVID vaccination status. Djokovic's mother has been speaking at a rally in Belgrade to support her son. He said that he is okay, but I'm not so sure. But he's mentally very stable and uh, he's waiting. That's what he can. Weather with the Clyde One app. Download it now and take us with you on the go. 
Dry and clear with a risk of ice tonight. Rain becoming heavier by morning, lows of freezing. That's the latest. I'm Colette McGonagall. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025 on the phones. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Lots of discussion, lots of lively discussion tonight, I must say. I was anticipating a quiet Friday night. It's been anything but as we kind of take stock of the, the transfer window, reflect on what's been and, and look ahead to what's to come in the second half of the season. So if you want to agree or disagree with what you've heard so far, pick up the phone. And let us know I'm still looking for you fans of the championship Come on, we don't often get to give you The spotlight that you deserve And tonight is that night We are out and about at the grounds Tomorrow in the championship So pick up the phone And let's talk the second top flight in Scotland We'll do this first though Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The ScottishSun.co.uk slash football it's not beat the pundit anymore It's beat the caller That's the challenge for you too Because the pundits have been shocking this week It's 4-0 to the listeners Can we make it 5 For the first time ever Jamie's a Celtic fan in, in London How's it going Jamie? Not too bad How are you doing? Good Happy thank you Thank oh. you Extra pressure for you though Jamie Because usually it's the pundits That are under pressure But you are looking to make it 5 out of 5 For the listeners Can you handle that pressure? Well, I'm already too nervous, so I'm, I'm hoping so. No, don't be, don't be. Kevin has actually sent us a tweet in to say, is there any truth in the rumour that the cash call budget has been cut to facilitate the amount of balls the pundits have been giving away this year? That's a good theory. And I'll tell you what, I'm looking at Jamie's address. Can we afford the extra postage to London? I, I genuinely don't think so. so I'll, yeah. I'll get the grandkids to nip up from Brighton. That's true. You could do that and stop off in the train on the way back. Right, toss the coin, Jamie. Heads, it will be Hugh Keevans. And tails, it will be Kenny Miller. Oh, it's the pressure on the old soldier It's Hugh Keevans up against Jamie from London So let's give Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to And that way he can't steal your answers Jamie, 30 seconds Just answer as many questions right as you can And you are more than welcome to pass and move on If you don't know the answer, okay? Okay Let's go, 30 seconds starts now Cameron Carter-Vickers is on loan to Celtic from which club? Tottenham Hotspur Who did Rangers play in the opening game of this season? Uh... Livingston Which top flight team has the lowest goal difference? Uh, St Johnson The top scorer in the Scottish Championship plays for which team? Um, Inverness Which English side did Derek McInnes formerly manage? Birmingham uh, What Scottish side is nicknamed the Dunhamers? Uh, who won the Scottish Championship in 2020? Take your time, who won the Scottish Championship in 2020? Um... Hibs Okay let's bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh can you hear us? I can Would you have to You're going to wander I about the street I was wall oh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, 30 seconds Starts now uh-huh. Cameron Carter-Vickers Is on loan to Celtic From which club? Spurs Who did Rangers play In the opening game Of this season? Libby Which top flight team Has the lowest goal difference? Um, Rangers <laughs> The top scorer In the Scottish Championship Plays for which team? Uh, Inverness Which English side Did Derek McInnes Formerly manage Bristol City Which Scottish side Has the nickname The Dunhamers Queen of the South Who won the Scottish Championship In 2020 Hearts And mm, Nah I don't think We started it I was just going to say And So we'll just leave it there (laughs) Uh, Jamie what's the verdict 
Oh, no, I think he's done me. I, I, I'm sure, as I said, Hibs, I knew it was hard. Mm. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure. Let's find out. Carter Vickers is on loan from Spurs. You both got it. I was quite impressed with you both here, just instantly knowing that it was Livy Rangers play that. I find those ones quite hard to just pluck out of, of nowhere, Kenny. That was they, a big, big call, yeah. They both got it, and they both got it right, so it was two all. Jamie, I don't know whether to be full of admiration for Hugh's honesty or be embarrassed at his lack of creativity here because the league table is on the wall behind him. All he had to do was turn around and see who the lowest goal difference is. Have you seen these glasses? Not only did you not do it, you said weirdly that, that <laughs> Rangers have got the lowest goal difference. I, I, did you? A panic. What happened there? I can, I can tell. Yeah, it was a panic answer. Um, it was Dundee though, Jamie, so you weren't right either, I'm afraid. The top scorer in the championship plays four. Now, you both went Inverness, you were both wrong. It's Michael McKenna Our broth He's got oh. 12 Great story I'm sure he's been there All through the, the divisions as well And is now top scorer uh, In the championship He's going to have to Of course chip in more Since Falkirk Cruelly took Anton Dowds back From his loan spell Shameful Terrible Honestly um, Derek McInnes Formerly managed Bristol City I'm afraid Jamie Hugo's in front The Dunhamers Is Queen of the South he goes even further in front <laughs> Scottish Championship in 2020 incidentally United Dundee United Oh was it? Yeah, it was, it was indeed uh, And I'm afraid Jamie, the, the listener's run comes to an end You got two, you were up and running I thought you were on to a winner But the old man showed great strength Again he's pointing to the name <laughs> On the back of his cardigan And he's done you 4-2 hard lines Oh well, all the best Good man, thank all you best, Jamie. Jamie You were a good Jamie. sport An unlikely hero for the second time just when the listeners needed someone to step up and show what the li- the pundits were made of, you did it. The dignity of Super Scoreboard rested on my shoulders. Your predictions might be rubbish, but you're good at winning at beat the pundit when you have to. Got it and won. Honestly. Big score as well, wasn't it? Like that? Six. Four two. Oh, Four it was two. more than that. He got more nah. than that, you. No. No, he got Tot- Tottenham, Levy, Bristol City, and Queen of the South. Alright, four. It was good enough. Happy? Oh. Right, okay So is the producer Because it means we don't need to send that ball to London Oh, he was panicking there, honestly <laughs> Oh, he was absolutely panicking Right, 01419511025 There was a really lively discussion First hour about Where teams are at In the, the champion uh, the, the race, sorry For the, the title in the top flight And who's going to go unbeaten Who's going to go on and win the league And all the rest of it So if you've got any thoughts Keep them coming, please 01419511025 I am quite keen to talk championship as well Because we just don't get the chance We'd love to It's a brilliant league There's so many good stories in there There are big clubs There are wee clubs There are teams doing brilliant things uh, And obviously our broth would be the, the fairy tale story At the moment But all eyes um, Well, both sides of Ayrshire Have got oh. new managers But one that we know particularly well In the top flight is Derek McInnes And he will lead Kilmarnock for the first time tomorrow Against Queen of the South Obviously looking to make a, a winning start to life in Ayrshire And uh, here's what he had to say ahead of that one well, No injuries of, of, uh, of uh, note in the last couple of days to report Other than obviously with the um, Lions and Naismith are both out um, And obviously coming back into it There's we're always that trepidation with Covid The way it is at the minute So it's difficult to, to plot and plan everything So we're trying to make sure that there's no dramas between now and kick-off But Looking forward to the game, looking forward to getting started. It's uh, an opportunity for us to go and win three points, but well aware of the fact that nobody's going to give us them, as I said earlier. Certainly an interesting appointment, Hugh. That's a, it's a yeah. big name, it's a big club, and 
a lot of attention will go to Rugby Park and, and see how they get on for the rest of the season Biggest name since Stevie Clark managed the club And uh, things have not gone well since uh, Stevie went uh, to take the national team job um, I'm glad that Derek McInnes is back in the game I think he is a, a managerial talent uh, There's no point in saying he only won one trophy in seven years at Pataudry. Uh It was the first trophy they had won in 19 years Trophies don't get won very easily at Aberdeen There's a bit of a myth attached to them When it comes to trophy winning uh, So I think he's a the right appointment I think he's a good appointment It's one that Kilmarnock have to get right mm. uh, They must want to come up this season I know Derek's got a contract that lasts until the end of next season But they, they want to come up this season Goes to Queen of the South They lost 3-0 to Hamilton Ackies Last weekend at home so everything points to a good start for Derek McInnes We'll get Kenny's thoughts very soon Let's bring in Simon who is a Kilmarnock fan Before we get to the game tomorrow Simon, are you happy with the appointment? Yeah, hi guys, how are you doing? Hope you had a nice new year um, Yeah, I was absolutely absolutely delighted A lot pleasantly surprised I think it's the way I would use to describe it Obviously I called when, um, when Tommy Wright left And I wanted Jack Ross And it became quite clear that that wasn't going to happen um, But I would have loved Derek McInnes If somebody had told me When, Derek, when Tommy Wright got fired That we would have been Him Derek McInnes I would have bit your hand off But I wouldn't have believed you But that you would have been interested But then you started hearing the, You know People have dragged up Old interviews and stuff uh, When we played against Aberdeen in the Cup Under Stevie Clark And he was raving About the atmosphere At Rugby Park Saying it's the best he'd heard At Kilmarnock uh, And then his interview there When he got the job You know He was talking about Playing down here uh, When Tommy Burns Was the manager and you know he he speaks about Kilmarnock with real fondness that I didn't expect. Um, so you can kind of understand he's obviously got a lot of respect for the club and a lot of respect for for Billy and the owners. And it's a it's a really ambitious appointment. I think it's one that you know I'm surprised he made, um, but you know pleasantly surprised. What do you make of it, Kenny? I think it's a it's a really really good appointment. I'm the same. I'm the same as Simon. A su- surprised in the respect that. I think Derek has done a wonderful job since he's become a manager. Uh, some good success, Aberdeen, like you says. Uh, trophies are no easy to come by for any team, by the way. Never mind Aberdeen. It's uh, like to go and win a league is always going to be tough for for Aberdeen with, with the strength of Rangers and Celtic. But getting to the cup finals and the cup semi finals that they did and losing so many of them to Celtic as well and a very very good Celtic team. I just think he's done a wonderful job. Done a good job at St Johnston as well. So. It's a really, really big appointment in my opinion for Kilmarnock. A great appointment and when you look at the league table they're only five points off the top with a game mm. and had against their broth. Uh, there's definitely a, a league there to be, going, to be won and I'm sure Derek's looked at it and thinking you know what, if I can go in and get get a bounce and get the response and get the players uh, adjusting to how he wants to play and how he wants to work there's a league to be going one there so I think there's benefits on all sides. You'll do business this month as well Simon won't you? I uh, hope so We certainly need it um, The squad that Tommy Wright built Is okay um, It might be good enough If if we had a, a decent manager From the start It might have been good enough To edge, like edge the tile But the position we're in just now And the strength And surprise of our growth In particular We need we need additions um, I think the names That have been mentioned In the in the recent days um, Stephen Kelly From Rangers You know he I think that'd be a fantastic signing He's the kind of You know that kind of Energetic midfielder That we need to um, we've got no legs in the midfield. No offence to your, you know, friend of the show, uh, Steve McGinn, who's a really good player, but he can't be playing alongside someone like Blair Alston because for me they just don't have the legs between them. Need a wee bit more oomph in the midfield. 
Um, so I think we need that a wee bit of creativity in the midfield which he would provide as well and somebody to play out in the left I really hope that we uh, we give more game time to Charlie MacArthur a young centre half 16 years old he's played in the, the Challenge Cup games and he's been absolutely fantastic you know, I think he's a Scotland under-17s captain he's a, a really really bright prospect and any time he's played he's looked really good so hopefully McInnes he's had a track record of bringing through young players at Aberdeen so hopefully that's another one he gets a bit more game time and I was you know, I'm really hopeful. Um, I think McInnes, so I think it was Mark Wilson said that that you know people will be players will want to play for him. They'll they'll be attracted to play for command. Maybe they'll maybe think mm, not too interested in playing the championship, but if they then you know know they're playing for a manager like Derek McInnes and you know a wee bit extra money, then I think we might attract a, a higher level of player than we expected to. Kenny, uh, I keep seeing that Stephen Kelly named mentioned, but not only with command, with a few clubs that yeah. seem to be. Reportedly linked with him um, Would that be an ideal one For, for Derek McInnes mm. to get up and running with? Stephen's a very good player He's had two decent loan spells in the last few years One at Ayr, one at Ross County I think In the, mm. in the Premier League uh, Stephen's a very good footballer I think everything everything that was said there on, on his abilities in terms of Creativity, energy Really, really calm on the ball uh, We'd have learnt a lot over the last few years Training with Rangers first team as well under Stephen and under Gio he would have learnt so much for these guys again top top midfielders world class midfielders in their own right so they can only learn for those guys so I think any club like you say there's been a number of clubs mentioned, mentioned with Stephen over the last two or three days uh, I'm sure they'll end up somewhere playing the first team but I think Kilmarnock is a big club with title aspirations so I think it would be a good fit maybe for both parties Football can be a petty business do you know that Kenny? Yeah, absolutely so having turned down Rangers yeah. uh, How would Rangers feel about doing business With the man who turned them down? You know I don't think that was I think there was a real lot of circumstances Surrounding yeah. Derek No I mean if you look now And again you don't know the ins and outs yet But it would have been a job where Derek would have It might be a, a dream job you know So there was clearly circumstances surrounding that That led him to decide No that's not for me at this moment in time uh, Again it's uh, Stephen played for air, you know. So they're, they're also Kilmarnock's <laughs> big rival. So there's a lot of a lot of backstories to it. But the, the, the end, the, the end point is Stephen's a wonderful football player, and he would probably he would definitely improve any squad at that level. Uh, thank you, Simon. It's nice to speak to you. We will watch with interest tomorrow, big day uh, in the Championship. We'll be all across it. Uh, Kilmarnock down at Queen of the South, Morton Dunfermline, Inverness, Wraith, Hamilton, Aki's Partick. Brilliant Championship game uh, for us locally. And the story of the championship this season I'm not sure uh, I'm sure, sorry, Simon won't mind me saying uh, Is our broth And, and uh, table topping our broth under Dick Campbell So they're at Air United Who have appointed a new manager as well Must be something in the Lee water Lee Bullen, yeah In Ayrshire at the moment Lee Bullen uh, is the new manager of Air, 50 year old Of course you'll, you'll remember um, him having played for Dunfermline During his playing days He's been down at Sheffield Wednesday any, is that someone you've come across at any stage, Kenny? Yeah, a lot of times played against him when he was up uh, up in Scotland. Uh, knew him a lot because I was, I was good friends with a lot of the, lad, the Dunfermline lads at that time. So I'd, I'd bumped into mm. him a number of occasions. I was down at Sheffield Wednesday actually just at the so mid October yeah. and I, I bumped into him there as well. I had a good chat with him there. So he's also been caretaker there as well at that level. I don't know if it's maybe more than once to be honest with you. So he's, uh, he's been a coach a long time uh, and he's now kind of taking the plunge in his own right to be a manager. 
uh, up at air, which I'm sure is an interesting project. Obviously, they've made a lot of changes at that football club as well over the last few months, so it must be real positive talks, and he must feel he can go and really impact the, impact can, the club. Can he, can he just please, please take them to a cup final or something so that the last guy to do it will shut up about it? Well, you see, Lee's a smart guy. Did a course in journalism at one <sighs> stage. I thought you said he was smart. No, no, no. He's one of us. Uh, so I shall look forward to his first press conference tomorrow uh, Unless he has beaten our broth Then there will be no press conference Because Dick Campbell will have his hands <laughs> round his throat Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It can be championship on your mind It might be the top flight, the title race, the transfer window Whatever it is, now is the time to share it You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter And just to fire more contact information at you If you want to send a full time teaser in Which we're about to do The address you need is full time At Clyde1.com So this one's actually been sent in By Ryan in Wisher So thanks to Ryan for sending it in He wants you to name before Nathan Patterson the last five to leave Rangers for England And the last five to leave Celtic for England This list swings from blatantly obvious To oh my goodness I had forgotten all about this guy's right. existence So, um, Christopher Ayer Yes I should say the Celtic list is a, yeah. a bit easier Edward Fighting over it Okay one more uh, Oh there we go Rangers, Rangers, Rangers. Now we'll have to come back. Rangers list is tougher. A lot tougher. Is Hutton on it? No, 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 no. no, 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 Not that far back. No. Because we're not necessarily talking big money moves. We're just talking leaving Rangers to a club in England or leaving Celtic to a club in England. Ayer, Edward. Fraser Foster? No, because he was only on loan that last time, wasn't Uh, he? Ryan Christie? Yes. I like your style. Just batter through all the easy ones. Yeah. Uh. So f- yep. for Rangers You're looking at squad players In the last couple of seasons Really right, Well listen Don't have to press us on you, you gave us a question We've got 3 <laughs> okay, out of 10 right, Within right, 10 right, seconds just trying so to help. Come on I'm now. just trying to help right, You're only it. upset Because you had to pay A lot of money for your haircut I oh, forget that, that that's, for, that's for another That's for another uh, Another day Right John Is a Rangers fan on the line John what's your point tonight Hello How's it going I am fine I was just uh, Kind of a want Kind of a back up shoe That's uh, never a good place to be John Oh I know Especially the team I support I'll take a bit of flag for that But I'm quite I'm quite happy with that I was just quite uh, I was actually quite uh, Intrigued about Dominic's assertion uh, The transfer window What I would say is I think everybody's Hanging their coats on this, These new signings I'll tell you one thing If the signings turn out Like a jetty And the rest Some of the other signings That have made The league will go on Before they get a game And if, so, they're, and if they're as good as Kyogo for as good as Kego looks as if he's got hamstring banjo strings you know what I mean decent player though is he not he's a good player don't be kidding aye here don't be kidding he's a good player aye when he plays when he plays and he gets a full game and he's a good player but it's a long season still to go we've just had it in the winter there isn't it let's see what let's see what like it is when he returns and when you're forgetting an other we've also lost a couple of good players there the boy Turnbull I just I, I was a wee bit annoyed about the boy the way he was treating you there so it was actually quite disrespectful. You know what I mean? Shoes made a, Shoes made a, a, an opinion there. What I would say about that, I've seen guys like Dominic and that. 
You don't see them firing on when you is sticking up for their team. Neither day. I thought Aye. he was very disrespectful an all timer there. Well, He's seen it all. Thanks it for that, John. Don't worry, John. The, I, I, I'll, I'll end it all by saying this. Dominic went on about the transfer window. A sensible man would wait until the end of the transfer window. But I think yeah, Dominic. comment is absolutely <laughs> I, I, I think Dominic has overlooked the fact that before the transfer window ends, Celtic have to play Hibs, making interesting signings under Sean Maloney. Uh, not a gimme, even at Celtic Park. And then they're away to Hearts, where they have already lost this season. And then they have Dundee United. And they were fortunate against Dundee United at Celtic Park because you know they could have conceded a penalty kick, but the referee missed. This is the problem with predicting the future because then you can say, yeah, but Dundee United are now not in good form, and Rangers yeah, yeah, yeah. go to Pataudry as well but, before but the, that but game. The general point is there are three games to be played by Celtic before the end of the transfer window. Point number one: I also made that the. Comment that I did about Rangers not losing a game between now and the end of the season before the transfer window opened. Oh, you've been banging that one for weeks. I'm not interested in the transfer window and who signs who. I'm just saying before this transfer window ends, Celtic have to play Sean Maloney's Hibs, a Harks team that they've already lost to at Tynecastle, and Dundee United. So nine points to be played for mm. before the, the window ends. And I do understand that Rangers have to go to Aberdeen and then they play Livy and Ross County. But I'm just saying that by the time the transfer window ends, Livy, who went to Celtic Park and got yeah. a point and all the rest of it, yeah. See, we could we could do this all day. Uh, <laughs> let's ask John's thoughts on the transfer window so far. John Patterson gone, James Sands in. Lots of talk about John Souter. Well, to be honest with you, I mean, again, it's hypothetical. You'll no know who they're in the door, but while you're on the, the, the issue of the transfer window, and, uh, and this is probably aimed at Dominic, just through. They, they carry on with COVID. Other, other signings, this transfer window they're rattling on about. He's going to ask yourself with the, the signings the boys have brought in, would they have been ready to play in a full 90 minutes had the season not be suspended? So, although they were signed in time for to play the game, would they have been fit enough and ready to play in January the 2nd? So, I don't hear Dominic mentioning their, their good fate of getting the transfer window over the line by the time the next Rangers game comes round. So the three, all these fancy uh, signings are making the transfer window. Should should the, the game went ahead and proceeded, he's got to ask himself: Would these signings that they've got in during this transfer window he's going on about, would they have been ready and fit to play in such a magnitude of a game? Why would they not be? And what? Why does? What does it matter, John? What, what do you mean? Why would that well, matter? Do you do you think that the signings that they made? Which would bear in mind the transfer window. This is the point I'm making. The transfer window opened on the first of January. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the three signings that they made on the first of January, and I'm saying that tongue in cheek, do you think that the three signings that they brought in on the first of January would have been prepared to play in an old firm game on the second of January? But with respect, that's a hypothetical question now. Possibly not. I mean, I get the logistical side of it, but I just don't know what. The, 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 that, that's just the way it is isn't it the Ange Postacoglu's good fortune is that he has had uh, the Japanese players with him now and the, the the game is not until a week on Monday against Hibs because they might miss that they might miss the Rangers game for international duty anyway yeah. so yeah. You know, it's not to say that, that they, they'll be, they'd definitely be available for that one when it comes no, around no um, 
Life begins again on the 17th of January We can start arguing afresh uh, On the 17th of January When the, the Premiership resumes um, the, the issue of Would they have been ready on January 2nd Is inconsequential now Because we close down early With the intention of Trying to get people inside our football grounds By the time January 17 comes around I hope that is the case Yeah, Don't we all uh, Thank you to John Let's bring in Robbie And see what's on His mind Robbie take it away Good evening guys Hope everybody's well Kenny uh, Gordon and you Thank you uh, I've Just had a wee look into Rio uh, Hotate And um, uh, The other guy Idiguchi Yep Right See, see the see the top and my my either see the probability of them going away and, and that Kuroga is more or less a definite to go mm-hmm. away yep. for the Rangers game. But see the two other players, the, the probability is that they will not go because Maeda has only had two appearances for Japan and Copa America. They were away back in two thousand and nineteen. Rio Hotate hasn't even had a yeah, game he's got yet. No caps, yep. Yep, he's got no caps. So barring injuries, the probability is they two will play. Now I'm just going to point. To the Rangers game And see at the moment If I was to make a call On that game I would actually be sit, Sitting a limb And say I'm, I just I just couldn't call it At the moment Obviously Everybody would love to get Make the calls Away up You know Five minutes before kickoff Or an hour before kickoff And you get the teams But the thing that Really worries me And I'm going to be honest About this As much as I'm a Celtic fan The thing that worries About me And making a call On that game is Koyogo And Jota Not playing Kyogo's jaw is probably going to miss a game. It might come back, you never know. But Kyogo is definitely going to miss a game. He'll get called up for Japan. Now, we go way back to that game, the first all for them game that Rangers won at Ibrox. Kyogo was put out in the wing. He wasn't really effective. Uh, and he got put through the centre way, whatever it was, 25 minutes to go, and uh, half an hour to go. And he looked, Celtic looked a different type of threat. So see if Kyogo and Jota we're definitely going to play in that game on the second of, uh, second of Are you talking about Jota because he's been injured, or do you mean Rogic because he might be away with Australia? I was talking about uh, Jota. Right, Robbie, Robbie, what about Hibs at home? What about Hearts away? What about Dundee United? If Robbie wants to talk about that game, he's. I do understand that, that this game, Rangers Celtic or Celtic Rangers, is the meaning mm. of life here. However, there are nine points to be played for Robbie but before I, I then. Don't, but I, I don't think Robbie's saying that they're not important. He's just talking about that game without those players. Let's just just take his point at face value. Well, of course, Celtic would be disadvantaged. Uh, I, I do think that Jota would be would be fit by then. Uh, that's been the, the word coming out of Lennox Town That he could be fit by then uh, Kyogo of course If he's not there Big blow But you don't know Maeda may come in and be A first class replacement uh, But I do accept That in the case of Furuhashi 100% of the Celtic support Would rather have him there oh, yeah. Against Rangers Than not have him there It's been a night of big predictions And outlandish statements Kenny But Robbie's Probably brought a bit of sense where he says, "How could you possibly predict that game at the moment? Even if we limit ourselves to Celtic, Kyogo, 
Plus three new Japanese signings That we don't know anything about yet By yeah. the way And how they're uh-huh. going to impact Exactly the team. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about availability Yeah That's so am I Whether they're so available or not We don't know how they're going to impact the team Tom Rogic Yeah, yeah. Big loss Is Jota back fit David Turnbull I think Probably not back fit Yeah So <clears throat> Either all seven You've got a scenario Where all seven of them Are available and play for Celtic Or all seven of them don't Yeah I mean that's It's going to be A very interesting few weeks Trying to find out Who is and who isn't Well Again, the fact of the matter is we don't know how these new lads are going yeah. to settle in. So, we, so we can we can take them out of the equation, whether they're available or not. We don't know how they're going to impact it positively or negatively. If if uh, if Jota's missing, big loss. Kyogo's missing, huge loss. Rogic's missing, huge loss. So that, Turnbull on top of that. And Turnbull on top of it again, another big loss. So, it's it's not about a prediction. Like for me, it's about looking at these as as well. They're not facts as yet, but looking at the potential situation, whether they're fit or not. Rangers squad is is pretty strong, I think. Uh, yeah, they could be losing the uh, the lads on the in the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, but I still yeah, think, that, yeah. but, but I still think their squad's strong enough yeah. to to cope with that at the moment more than probably what Celtic says. So in terms of making prediction, you're right. You have to wait till you get to the game. You see who's available, who's not. How new players have settled. Are they again? Are they going to be available or not? And then mm. you can look at. If you need to make a prediction, you can give your opinion on what you think it's going to be again. I think Rangers are less affected at the moment by mm. what everything that's going on with injuries with Celtic with uncertainty about And also if you're, if you're talking African Cup of Nations you're probably only looking really at Aribo in terms yes. of he you know, would definitely play and, yeah. and, and you, you would be desperate to have him for the game I think so and I, th- and I think Rangers can cope without him I know he's, a, he's been their mm. most consistent performer but we've touched on it numerous times on the show over through the course of the season Rangers have got a strong yeah. squad uh, are they going to be as good as Aribo and affect the game like he has? Maybe not but there can maybe be slight tweaks and I think people that are coming in, uh, our fields, I don't know where Jack is, Kamara's, I think they can all do a, Hadji, a job. Hadji, new signings in, perhaps. Know, potential new signings, yep, who knows. Uh, but I, I think they're yeah. more equipped to, uh, to, to cope without a rebo. Thank you, Robbie. Before Nathan Patterson, the last five to leave Rangers for England and the last five to leave Celtic for England, you've got Ayer, Edward and Christie. Here's a Rangers one for you. Jordan Jones. Oh. Done, Hugh Keevans. Oh. You are on fire tonight after beat the pundit victory. Wes Fodderingham? Yes, Wes Fodderingham. Take one more. Josh Windass? No. Just missed it. Well, I'm looking at the time frame and I'm surprised. But yeah, I'll double check that one. So we'll leave it there. You're halfway essentially. You've got five uh, of the ten. Right. A bit of a change of pace here. Now you will know we did it earlier on in the week. We had a, a brilliant. Inspiring call from Kieran Burns Who joined us to talk about all things power chair football Hugh, yeah, did you catch it? it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and talked about the impact it had in his life and so on And some brilliant feedback on that And what we always try and do if there's a winter break Or a bit of a quiet period for the top flight We try and shine the spotlight on bits of Scottish football That just don't get the attention that they deserve There's so much madness and drama with the, the top flight And particularly... In this city So it's nice to give a bit of attention To areas of our game That really, really deserve it Because there's so many good clubs out there Doing good things Whether it's at the elite level Or grassroots Or out in the community uh, We always try our best So, with that in mind um, I'm delighted to say We're joined on the phone By Brian McLaughlin From Morton In the community Uh, Brian, how's it going? Thanks for joining us Yeah, all good Thank you very much for having me on A pleasure Now, Brian, I noticed that Um a project of yours called Team Talk was a recent winner of the, the, the Scottish FA's Best Para Football Project at their Grassroots Award. And uh, I wonder if you could just, in your own words, describe a little bit what Team Talk is. Yeah, of course. So Team Talk for us started in May 2019. 
And it took about six months to plan it, um, just because we decided to make a decision that we would open the stadium every Monday night from seven to nine o'clock for males to come and have a, a place to have a chat and, and ultimately just get stuff off their chest. And the, the biggest reason we done it was with some staggering stats in Imbercleid around male suicide rates were the second highest in Scotland. So for us, looking at our fan base, looking at our community, we had to act, and thankfully we did. Um, we, we opened the stadium, and we always said if, if one guy came along, it was it was worth it. Um, we sat two and a half years down the line, being on being online, being sitting outside at Capital, being inside Capital, and various other parts due to the, the COVID pandemic. But we're, we're delighted it's still going along, and, and the guys are really helping each other um, and helping themselves. Brilliant! Really good to hear that it's it's making an impact. And what? What type of impact has it made then? You'll have you'll have seen it all, I'm sure. What what type of difference has it made to people who go along and take part? Yeah, so the biggest um, impact is um, when we do case studies with, with some of the gentlemen, they ultimately say it saved their life and, and give them a sense of, sense of purpose. So for us, if, it, if that wasn't there, unfortunately, these, these guys might not be here. So that's the biggest impact for us. But other impact includes um, some guys have come off medication for for mental health um, issues they, they face on a day-to-day basis. Um, some guys have changed jobs, for example. Some guys have come out of the house for the first time in a long time. And, and what we've also seen is they've really made friendships within the group. So some guys will go to cinema together, they'll go for a pint together, they'll, they'll do stuff that we didn't think would, would ever happen. So it's, it's all these add-ons that's really helped save their life and, and change their life, which is a big part of it. Is there any one or, or two you know people in mind that, that, that really spring to mind And I'm not expecting you to, to name people Give their identity away or anything like that but, but anyone that you think is a good example Of exactly why why you set up the group And, and exactly the, the sort of journey that, that you look to help people on Yeah so there's two And, and two of the guys who, who don't mind me mentioning um, They came along to the grassroots awards at Hamden So we invited them along And, and one of them in particular He... he um, highlighted that they changed his life in terms of he came off medication and he wasn't relying on uh, taking tablets on a day-to-day basis. Um, and the other guy who had done a, a positive case study on the local press, ultimately for him it said if it wasn't for the project he wouldn't be with us today. Um, so that's the biggest benefit for him and us. Um, but I think for him he was very unsure and, and stayed at home quite a lot and he had a tough childhood so he he now comes out of his house, he, he goes to the gym on his own, he goes to, to different um, events on his own and, and he's really like a real shining light of how, what a project can do for ultimately offering a cup of tea and a space to chat for people. Is there something in the fact that us men don't like to face up to feeling certain ways and, and don't like to talk about it, Brian? Is that something you encounter? Yeah, I mean, what we, what we say to everyone who comes along or who expresses an interest is, look, come along. The hardest thing anyone's going to do on a, a Monday evening is walk through the gates at Capital or, or join a, even more difficult, join a Zoom call with people you don't know. But what we say is, is come along, it's relaxed. We don't we don't sit with paperwork and start asking questions about um, their past and how they're feeling. It's all about get a cup of tea and a coffee. If you don't want to answer any of the questions, you can just sit and listen. Um, and ultimately through time, what we then see as staff is people really come out of their shell and start to engage in the group and, and become these more confident males in the community. How can people get involved then if anyone's in the Inverclyde area out and about near Greenock and maybe this is resonating with them and they're feeling at a point where they would like to try and um, you know get get some help, how can they get in touch? 
So at present, um, we're very much home-based at the moment. Um, but if, if anyone would like more information, they can email us at admin at net, or they can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. So that would just be Morton Community. Brilliant. Brian, well, listen, keep up the good work from all of us. We are very um, glad that, that you took the time to, to share the story. And I mean, Hugh... I think it's so easy to get caught up in the so-called negative sides of football and just it can be easy to forget just what a force for good it can be and, and how clubs mm-hmm. go out and about and community and people like Brian give up their time and the impact it can make. I'm always astounded by the extent of the problem that Brian is describing. Every time I read the stats, uh, the, the word why just comes into my mind. And uh, therefore Brian and people like Brian who... Do something practical to address the situation Deserve all the credit in the world uh, And uh, wish him more power to his elbow Brian, brilliant Hopefully, uh, like I say If even one person listens tonight And and feels like getting in touch with Morton in the community um, Then maybe we've made just a a tiny bit of difference Thanks again That was Brian McLaughlin um, Sharing the inside track on Team Talk Which was a recent winner Of the Scottish FA's Best Para Football Project Like I say, when it's the winter break We just like to try and give a bit of attention to bits of Scottish football that deserve it and don't otherwise get the coverage um, that they would like. So thanks once more to Brian. Just before we move on, any more on this teaser, you two? Cham? Yes. Shrug? I'll get back to you. Okay. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard that has flown by. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here and they're trying to come up with the answers to Ryan from Wishers teaser. Full time at Clyde1.com. You make the questions up, the pundits try and come up with the answers and that's the way it works. So he wanted to know tonight before Nathan Patterson, the last five to leave Rangers for England and the last five to leave Celtic for England. Now before the break, I think you had Ayer, Edward... Christy Jones and Fotheringham was it? Yeah. Uh, and in Sham, which you quite rightly pointed out, Swansea is not England, uh, but you, you get the come on English, yeah, 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 English yeah. football. Listen, I'm getting ready to put the thumbs behind the cardigan. <laughs> Go on then. Oakleflex at Celtic. It's a great shout. Went to West Ham. Brilliant. Well done. Okay, that's you. Got Celtic's five. You've got Jones, Jordan Jones, and West Fotheringham at Rangers. Kenny, I'll take one yep. more guess. Greg Dockery Yes Greg Dockery Okay we'll get the remaining two uh, Before the end Of the show I'm absolutely certain of that Let me just check We've not missed any Breaking transfer news tonight Have we? Nothing in the last uh, Few minutes I don't think so Nothing since that Liam Shaw move To Motherwell um, Interesting to see What all clubs do During this this break Hugh I, I've seen people You know which part of the world I'm from Mentioned that Uh Liam Shaw looks like a good player Did Motherwell need another midfielder Robbie Crawford has signed for Partick Thistle tonight though Uh, He's gone there Big question marks about Tony Watt Does he end the window still at Fir Park or not? I don't think so I think that there has to be one sensible resolution to this You can't have Tony being there like a massive distraction When Motherwell have got things to do And Dundee United at the same time are crying out for a goal scorer So it seems a no-brainer to me Not a sensible man I may be But It's a no-brainer even for not a sensible man Can you get that printed on the back of your cardigan? I'm coming for you Dominic not I'm a, coming not for a you Not a sensible man Oh dear um, 
Kenny, what's your own take on it? You've you've seen it all in terms of transfers and pre-contracts, whether it was you or, or teammates. And do, do you need to try and find a solution, particularly when it's in the same league? I think uh, sometimes it makes sense. It's I've seen it go both ways. It's them finding a, a sensible resolution towards the end that, that suits all parties. That, again, but that's what it needs mm-hmm. to be. It needs to it needs to suit all parties. There's no doubt if Tony Watts in the right frame of mind, he's going to be of a benefit to Motherwell moving forward to the end of the season and what they're hoping to achieve. The same can be said about I'm going to Dundee United. He'll definitely be a benefit there. Hopefully, they'll be looking to probably push it and, and get into the top six. So, he's he's a wanted man, which is, which is good for Tony Watt. What the resolution will be, who knows? It'll be decided by Tony, and it'll also be a, for me. It'll be Graham Alexander and Motherwell to, to see what, mm. where, and I'm sure there's been there'll have been discussions and surrounding it about where he's actually at. Does he want to go at the moment? Does he want to see it through? I would sure he would probably prefer to go now and get started in his new, his new club. As soon as possible Can I hear you bleeping the Nokia Six minutes before we finish the show It's not You usually I wait know. until the end I know I, Is it big transfer news You want to bring us No I was afraid the wife is called Alright okay I'll let you away with it Scott is a Rangers fan from Falkirk What's your point tonight Scott Hi all how are you doing Happy New Year Same to you Are you well I'm not bad good, how are you Good man Not bad at all Apart from well We won't start yeah. the sensible man over here But uh, <laughs> what, what's your point tonight anyway um, No my point is I think um he was um, on the on the money. Um, I think the Rangers are on a point where we don't really need to bring anyone in. Um, maybe a right back um, or um, a striker. But from our squad, I mean, we've got Flashy Zakala, Roof, we've got Morelos, um, striker, and we've also got for defence. I mean, Tavernier, Balogun, Holander, Barisic, um, Bassey, and I think um, you hit the nail on the head as I said that. We've sold Patterson for twelve million. Now that's a record fee. And now you look at that, we just don't need to sell any players as I said. We, we don't because we're now in a position where it doesn't really matter what Celtic bring in. We're a we're a league winning team now. So we're in a position where it doesn't really matter what Celtic do. We're, I think we're gonna win the league. We're six points clear. We're essentially twenty two games into the season because two games are, are free. I mean we've got two old firms right enough, but at that, I mean, we've not got any fans, and and we play a lot better without any fans anyway. I mean, what do you think? Um, I, I don't believe it's important whether there are fans there or not. Um, I believe it's important that the strength of Rangers squad and the, the solidity of their results and performances under Giovanni van Bronckhurst, those are the most important factors. But Scott, I understand my position here. I see what I think And if I am wrong I get pelters If I am right I'll give it back to Dominic For calling me Someone who wasn't sensible When the time comes Unbelievable But we'll, <laughs> but we'll wait That is my opinion I just believe there is a strength And a momentum about Rangers That will take them to the title This is the new Celtic should have signed John McGinn yeah. Once you get something in your mind, you just. Surely it's rude, though. Well, oh, yeah, you haven't mentioned it before. Uh, Scott, John Souter, rumours, what do you make of them? Is he a player you like? I mean, I can understand why they've gone from. I mean, I know his. I think his mum's a, a season ticket holder at Ibrox as well. Is she? Um, so I can understand, I mean, really wanting to, to close down on him. But again, I would say again, we don't really need him, um, if, if I'm honest. Um, I don't think we really need them. Um, 
What do you? Th- I mean, uh, by the way, I have no idea about that. I I thought the suitors were all big Breakin fans. Actually, that's where they're from. And I know John. I'm sure he was a How Breakin fan know these when things? he was young. I, I don't know. Listen, um, and I'm not sure that will have any bearing one one way or the other. Um, Kenny, I, how how good do you think he is? Because you, he, I feel like everyone who's ever worked with him just really really praises him. Everyone mentions that were it not for injuries, he could well be. At a higher level With no disrespect to Hearts Than he already is What what about his game And, and, and where do you think He's at level wise I still think There's a lot of development In him And he's Yeah he's at, he's, oh, he's 25 now uh, Had a few Bad injuries Over the last couple of seasons But I think his performance is, You know Just to go on to Scott Like I'd say I don't think we need uh, John Will It's no necessarily Even about now It's moving mm. forward Into next season Because centre back Has been a, a problem area For Rangers this year Who plays alongside Goldson and now you might not have goals in next year. So you're trying to, you're, you're preparing, you know, you're actually being forward thinking, you're trying to prepare for maybe Connor not being there. Uh, there has been issues, obviously, with injuries for, for Holander, Katic just went out on loan. Pass has done great, by the way. the thing the other night? You, you've seen all sorts of club politics over, over the years, I'm sure. James Sands got 19, the short number. That, that was Katic's number. <laughs> Does that... Is that a sign of anything? No, well, it's not a great sign for for Katic in terms of coming back. Is a squad number a big thing for him? Who knows? You know, it's, it's not. I, w- I wouldn't imagine so. But there has been issues at centre back, so that's why I, I go. Is John Suter guaranteed to be a Ranger starter and a, and a, and a top Ranger signing? He's absolutely not. But what he's doing is he's performing at a really good level in our league. Like I said before, all the risk factors. I think you can almost eliminate them all. Uh, in regards to what he's doing, where he's doing it, he's first hand, he's an international, he's, he's pr- potentially a free signing in the summer. Well, mm-hmm. there's a free signing mm-hmm. in the summer, he might cost a nominal fee at the moment if Hearts were willing to do business on it. So I just think there is a value to signing John Suter. And I, I do think Rangers need a player in that position. If it's John Suter, I think it would be a decent signing at this time for Rangers. Scott, thank you. That was Scott and Falkirk on 01419511025. I think we'll leave it there with regards to the phones because I don't want to squeeze one in. And then get rid of you after a minute or so. I must say, you looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. I don't. I don't just say it for dramatic effect. It would be nice to be able to give equal attention to all clubs and all stories and all leagues and all levels. We just can't do it. It's impossible. And as much as we would love the top flight to be here and we'd love it in front of fans and have all the the drama that goes along with that, it will be a good chance for us to focus on the championship. And there are some brilliant games, some brilliant stories in there. Top five could all go up. The bottom five could all go down. Uh, it's an amazing league, and uh, obviously the arrival of Derek McInnes gives it added strength uh, in terms of its profile. Uh, he will be very keen to get an away win at Queen of the South. I'd, I'd say that's essential to Derek going forward. Dick Campbell, the amazing Dick, and his brother Ian. Uh, will be at Air United with Lee Bullen hoping to have his first managerial game at Air a winning one so it's just a great day I'm looking forward to it there can't be many neutrals out there that don't want our both to get promoted surely yeah because it's such a fairy tale story a story that you think in the 21st century cannot happen this windy ground right beside the river uh, the, a part time team sea, not the river. In, a, in a full time uh, environment And uh, They are Carrying all before them And Michael McKenna I got you wrong In the Beat the pundit But uh, All credit to you as well Top goal scorer In the championship And uh, 
Michael McKenna will be the first name they're looking for to score at Somerset Park tomorrow. No, I did say neutrals. I know all the Partick Thistle fans who are listening and Hamilton Ackies and everyone else, they probably don't care if I both got they would rather it was their team. So I do sure. accept that. But it's going to be an interesting day. We are back tomorrow from 2pm. You've got two more to get on this teaser. George Edinson. Yes. And the last one... Oh, we need initials, I think. There was an... You definitely were there at the same time as him. Okay. And it was a sort of ongoing joke that he was going to be back fit in 10 days' time and he never was. Pens down. Jordan Rossiter. Jordan Rossiter. Oh. There we go. Would you have got that, Hugh? Not in a million. <laughs> I didn't think so. Thank you very much, Kenny Miller, Hugh Evans, and of course to you for your calls, your tweets and your company. You can stay right there Friday night. The place to be. GBX up next and we are back tomorrow from 2.